Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Charles and Megan Murray here, and you're listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy we just watched football yesterday, Friday. hey It's a national holiday. It truly is. It's NFL is back day after day, right? Yeah. Yeah, Go the day after. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Plummet. <laughs> Insert sound effect here. She was just so excited. Um. Yeah, so... NFL's back, officially official, we made it, guys. And now we can turn around and watch our Dallas Cowboys play on Sunday. L.A. Rams or Sabretooths, you'll find out where I got <laughs> that from, coming up shortly. The cat toenails. The cat toenails are going down come Sunday. Get ready for it. Guys, we've got a good show for y'all today. We had a really special guest joining us. Um... Breaking down what's going on on Sunday, what we could expect from the Rams, our friends over at SB Nation out in Cali. It was a fun time. Yeah. Glad we got to connect. We uh, talked about more than just uh, hard knocks, so. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did. I didn't. That's all I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with that show. Like, they just do such a good job every time. Like, I can't help myself. Yeah, well. At least we don't have to go to YouTube to uh, watch any of their stuff. So. <laughs> um, I do actually, though, want to, before we dive into all the fun things, um, discuss something else that came up on another show this week. And um, normally I don't like to give credence to the national pundits um, and some of their atrocious hot takes. But this one I just simply couldn't ignore. Um, Skip Bayless went on his show recently and discussed um, Dak Prescott's interview with his brother um, in regards to mental health and the loss of his other brother, Jace, earlier this spring and his subsequent own battle with anxiety and depression following that um, obvious crisis in his family. And um, Skip made a comment and insinuated that basically as a leader, Dak shouldn't be publicly talking about those types of issues. Um, He needs to be mentally tougher and hold those types of things in. He has a whole lot of people that rely on him. And quite frankly, he could not be more wrong if he tried. And we're going to talk about it because um, we don't talk about this type of thing enough. And I think at this point, you know Meg and I are pretty pretty um adamant about discussing some of the tough issues yeah and um 
Yeah, so so I just kind of want to dive in that into that for a second and discuss just the importance of of a talking about mental health, b owning your own mental health, and c not shaming others for doing the best they can to um, be the best versions of themselves, if you will. Yeah, and um, honestly, you're probably the most person I've talked to most in depth about this exact um, what happened today, I should say, because. I've been working all day. I really didn't get this chance to sit down and actually listen to his words. And I'm kind of glad I haven't. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I will just because it's super triggering yep. to listen to something like that, to like have someone lessen your experience in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been through a lot of times like that where I have experienced severe anxiety and depression and I don't want to listen to someone belittle that. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you and I both, like, I, it's something for me, like, I'm in counseling weekly, I have been since I was about 12 years old, there's no shame in that, there's nothing wrong with me, um, I don't have, you know, uh, there's, I, I'm, there's no shame in continuing to work on yourself, um, I also come from a family where I have personally um, witnessed the effects of mental illness firsthand, um, and I truly do understand the toll that it takes on an individual and the toll that it takes on a family and the toll that it has taken on me personally. And, um, yeah, I, you'll never convince me. I said this, I've said it before. I'll say it till the day I die. You'll never convince me that someone chooses to be that way. So, uh, you know, just for that fact alone, shame on you for trying to have someone hide that, um, to even boil it down as to something as ridiculous as it, it being, a quality of leadership that you shouldn't speak about such things. That's the exact opposite of what being a leader is. Being a leader is being honest, being open, being truthful, and fighting through those types of things with courage and and doing the best you can every day to show up despite your circumstances. Um, yeah, and there's so many, probably even players, but so many people that like silently fight with that and feel super alone. And to know that somebody who does get up every day and show up at, not every day, but like shows up at work when they're needed and like shows up when they're supposed to and shows out and like is, an, is a true leader in the locker room and outside the locker room in the community to see that and he still admits that he has his days and he has problems. Like that's big. That's huge. You're not alone. Yeah. And I think the biggest takeaway that I took from that was the fact that um, – not only were his comments, Skip's comments, ignorant, they were downright dangerous. Um, that mentality truly is dangerous. And I don't obviously think he understands um, how much his words can impact someone else, and for, for better or for worse. Um, and on the topic of ignorance, you know, your ignorance, for someone like that to share that type of perspective is your privilege. I'm genuinely, I, I mean this sincerely, I'm genuinely happy for people that don't understand what it's like. I really am. Like, I'm happy that you've never had to go through just the, the, the toll of trying to wake up and even resemble normal. Quote, whatever normal may be for you. I'm, I'm happy that you've never had to watch someone, uh, an actual, someone struggle just to be. I'm, I'll get emotionally, but like, I'm, I, I just, I can't fathom being so callous 
as to genuinely try to cheapen someone's experience with something so serious for the sake of freaking TV ratings. Shame on you, Skip Bayless. Shame on you. You obviously know nothing of what you what you tried to speak on, and you really should have sat this one out. There, there's things, I get it, you need to have hot takes because that's what you do when you don't know anything better when you're in the national media. I get it. That's what you're paid to do. But you, you took it too far. No one needs to have a hot take on someone else's, like, mental state. Your privilege doesn't give you permission to insert your opinion into someone else's experience. It just doesn't. And especially as something as serious as this, you need to not. It's actually really timely. I think we talked about it earlier this week. It's National Suicide Prevention Week. Um, so Month. September. For yeah. better or for worse... Shout out to Skip Bayless for bringing attention to something that we need to talk about more. Um, and I'm glad that you could be the piece of shit that would bring it to, to the front of mind. So, um, yeah, I definitely muted him today. Actually, maybe I should just block him. I muted him. Maybe I just block him. I don't need to see anything that he has to say. Well, here's what I am going to say. For those of you that struggle, for those of you that watch someone struggle, there is no shame in your journey. There's no shame in trying to better yourself. And there's absolutely no shame in getting the help that you need and quite frankly you deserve. I think I speak for Megan and both of us as we just told you. You know, we see you. We we are you. And we're here with you. And, you know, you matter. I don't have to know you personally to tell you that you matter. And... This world needs you, and it's wildly important that you stay. So we said it earlier this week, and I'm glad that you brought it up, Meg, but um, there's a lot of resources out there. I don't have them all on hand right now. I'm sure you can – there's a lot of resources that you can Google and find out. One that speaks as top of mind for me at the moment is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So uh, that's one 800 273 8255 so um, again I just I don't really have words for how despicable that that narrative and conversation was to me earlier today so I just had to make sure we address that out of the gate because I just I have no I have no patience I have no tolerance for 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 BS like that and um, it's it's too important not to discuss and not to talk about and to not shut down immediately. 100%. Like, you're not alone, and anxiety and depression don't know what gender you are. It doesn't matter. Man, woman, whatever you identify as, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're not alone. Well, we love you guys. We do. Um, that's, Big loves. That is all out of love. Um, we'll get a little more lighthearted here in the next segment. Like I mentioned oh, yeah. to earlier, <laughs> we have a special guest, Kenneth Arthur from Turf Show Times, our friends out in California on talking all things LA Rams. We're going, going back, back to Cali. I Cali. Do, I, honestly, <laughs> I really got to get more innovative and like start recording your drops. Like I just, one day I'm going to do it. I keep saying it. I'm going to pull it out of the blue one day and you're going to be like, what? It's going to be blown. lit. Um, Can't wait. 
All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and joining us next, we got Kenneth Arthur from Turf Show Times. Joining us now, we have Kenneth Arthur from the Turf Show Times. Kenneth, hello. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for joining us. Um, all right, so welcome to Girls Talking Boys. Yeah, I was gonna Girls say. Talking Boys. That's a good uh, title. I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, thank you. Thank you. I can take zero credit for that. Meg is actually the wittier one of the two of us. I'm just the one. I'm just I'm the loud one. <laughs> well, you know, there's a city or a town called Whittier in uh, Orange County, California. So there you go. There's there's a Whittier on both. That's sides. where I belong. Truly. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> well, let's talk about California for a minute because the Cowboys are actually heading out there this week, and the NFL game is happening. Uh, word on the street. Sunday, mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys against the LA Rams, opening up the new SoFi Stadium. Kenneth, um, I don't know about you, but this is the least informed I feel like I've ever felt going into a football season. <laughs> Between yeah. the pandemic and especially over here in Dallas with our coaching style, the lack of numbers on jerseys during the scrimmage and you know, not many reports being able to be posted and, and details out there. What are your thoughts heading into this game and, and kind of what are you even able to draw on and expect? And Donald and be like, yeah, it's, you'll never it's, hear me it's say definitely unique as field. many things are uh, right now. I just, I can't, but like, I, I do think to some degree, the information that comes out of preseason games is also misleading and also kind of creates an air of mystery and maybe optimism for certain players where there necessarily shouldn't be or pessimism uh, because the preseason games, they, they aren't necessarily always for uh, who does well or how things are going to shake out. Training camp is uh, the practices are maybe so much more vital to that picture, but you're right that the that everything else else also has been uh, mysterious. And teams, we don't know because we've never had a season like this. We don't know how much of what's being said is um, intentional misinformation. You know, some of these coaches out there are sneaky, sly little agents of chaos. So I think they say McCarthy's like got his shirt off with like. Yeah. Girlfriend. I'm like, uh, like sipping rosé on their like gorgeous is, patio uh, overlooking the Hollywood I mean, Hills there's while so much like coming out Lynn's over there knows, like brushing time, on barbecue I've sauce felt with a that paper as towel a on a is, stick. Are you um, kidding me? <laughs> Most I love you, Sean, are but I feel like I'm way more Anthony Lynn's pace. Rated, oh, overemphasized, over, sure. over, over worried. I, I mean, over but like, if you want to let me uh, about like, things, hang out at your I think house, in general, I'm not, probably yeah, these no, two teams no. shake out but, like, about who I want as to hang out with on a we expect, basis? but Anthony there's there's definitely going to be like, things that I'll make us go, you know, there's already been like with the final rosters and stuff like that, been like, oh, we would have never said that based on what you were saying in camp. So we're already seeing that. And then by the the end of the first are. week yeah. we'll have so many more um, examples like that yeah, never change i don't know how we got i here, totally but agree um i think that well because we're know, talking about the rams we didn't hard truly get okay. the chance so, or quote boom. the dress yep. rehearsal i brought us back but, bring it back um, bring it back it'll be interesting um, to see yeah, kind I know of what rooms, comes out of this upcoming well, weekend I think um, for me, what is so really interesting as well, another storyline that I've kind of been watching, let alone the fact that I don't know the storylines really, <laughs> um, 
But this Rams team is totally new, it feels like. I mean, two years ago, coming out of the Super Bowl, it seems like they have an entirely new team, coaching staff included, a new D.C., a new offensive coordinator. Obviously, adding Jalen Ramsey in the offseason, he just got paid. And the Cowboys have some pretty good players in their team as well. Do you feel like matchup-wise, just based off of the players alone, that one side has more of an advantage over the other, or do you feel like this is going to be a pretty good battle going into the season? Like, I think are, that it would be um, like disingenuous of me to say that the Dallas Cowboys like didn't appear lattice. to have um, a I'm larger pile okay. of talented players. I will players. say my birthday cake uh, was there, actually a pecan pie. There seems pie. to be a lot um, more with their starters, so, like a lot more names. Uh, I can't you know, believe guys that, you would that, say that will go to Pro Bowls and All Pros and maybe even the Hall of Fame know, one day, like and sure. that the Cowboys uh, on from, paper right now uh, the look like area a team that is as strong or like, stronger than the one that, uh, the Rams had two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl. Like said. But I wouldn't be surprised um, if people will, in Texas you know, said it like that. that. I just like on paper that's the way it works out. The paper doesn't matter at this point, and it's sort of just we're gonna find out who the good players and the good, great players and the bad players are for the 2020 season at the end of the 2020 season. So on paper, I would say right now, the Cowboys, they just look better when you're talking about an offensive line that has a couple of all pros. And when they get Collins back at right tackle, maybe three all pros again, you're talking about three receivers that everybody likes a lot. Potentially the first team all pro running back on MVP candidate at quarterback, uh, a couple of star pass rushers, um, this, uh, a couple of star linebackers. Those types of matchups uh, across um, the board would seem me, to favor the Cowboys at, at this Meg juncture. Ours. Uh, we you appreciate you guys subscribing, liking, reading, uh, reviewing all the five they stars were going the to have those advantages here and there, although good matchups, like you say, Jalen Ramsey versus one of one or two of the Cowboys top receivers and Aaron Donald. Um, against the interior of the Cowboys line, which is could be the Dallas weakness forever. right there Philly, uh, and that Los they, Angeles the Rams want to go for. Um, so there's a couple of matchups where it's like, okay, here they go. But I would say in general, um, the Dallas has the, a, a better starter, uh, a collection of starters right now. Um, maybe LA has that advantage in the fact that uh, Sean McVay, I think Sean McVay's, you know, it's it just, uh, it, it, it's all matter of perspective and, and when we're talking, you know, but um, I, I understand all the optimism around Mike McCarthy. Uh, I would just say that uh, it wasn't very long ago that there wasn't very much optimism about Mike McCarthy. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a matter of, okay, well, was what was the what 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 went wrong in Green Bay? Uh, what went wrong in Dallas? And can those two sides figure out how to make it right? So that's kind of where I would be at there. Maybe LA's advantage is just that Sean McVay is going into his third year of establishing who he is as a head, or excuse me, his fourth year of who he is as a head coach. Uh, and though he does have new coordinators, like you say, absolutely. Um, He's kind of just it's it's just integrating like well hopefully these guys can do 
better a better job of what I want them to do as compared to the last two guys. Uh, but but yeah, we'll we'll see. I think that the matchups maybe favor Dallas right now. Well, so Sean McVay had mentioned that uh, he wants to get back to the essence of their offense. Um, what key moves do you think they made to like make that happen this year? Uh, yeah, I think the easiest way for them to get back to the essence of their offense uh, from the 2017-2018 seasons um, would be the offensive line and hoping that that the lack of changes there, that the continuity there, that with increased health there, they'll be able to play as well as they did with three of these same guys two years ago, which was Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, Rob Havenstein at right tackle, and Austin Blythe, who was the starting right guard in 2018, and now he's the starting center. And they've tried to improve at guard by picking up Austin Corbett, who they picked up last season from the Cleveland Browns. He was a second-round pick, the first pick in the second round in 2018. So there's some thought of potential there. And Joseph Noteboom at left guard, who was their starter in left guard at the beginning of last season until he got injured and missed the final 10 games. And we can't necessarily say at this point if Noteboom and Corbett and Blythe and even Havenstein or Whitworth will play well. But I think that to get back to that essence, it would involve those guys being healthier and and just having that chemistry and um, ability to create opportunities for players like Jared Goff and Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, the two running backs, because I think that Jared Goff at this point, after four years, has more so proven that he's capable of doing well with good players around him, but he has not proven that he can do well on his own or, or create further opportunities for those around him. Uh, and the other two big pieces of that change from last season being that if a rookie second round pick Van Jefferson, which is basically the second round pick they got from trading Brandon cooks to the Houston Texans. If a rookie Van Jefferson who has looked good in training camp, um, even beaten Jalen Ramsey on a few publicized plays again, potentially misinformation. But if Van Jefferson is just healthier and a more viable threat than Brandon cooks, that's one thing that the Rams missed last year. Um, and if Cam Akers, who again, may not be as good as the Todd Gurley we saw in 2017 and 2018, but Gurley had, just was ineffective last season, couldn't do a lot. And Cam Akers, he's a rookie. He's a second round pick. He's coming out of Florida State, um, but they liked him for his abilities to, to create missed tackles, broken tackles, play well in spite of a poor offensive line. So it's really just having that offensive line coming together and then hoping that they have healthy upgrades at uh, receiver and running back. Let's talk about Andrew Whitworth for a minute. I mean, he's basically father time. Uh, the man has been playing football in the NFL since what, like 1920. Um, I 1923. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, had to check Wikipedia real quick. I was off. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I feel like I'm not discrediting him whatsoever. I mean, again, I think he's incredible. Um, he obviously deserves the spot that he has on that roster, but I can't help but look at that line as an opportunity for the Cowboys defensive front to potentially exploit. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. these guys like Alden Smith and, um, you know, Everson Griffin, and, and you've got 
obviously Demarcus Lawrence, he's pretty good at what he does. Um, the, and also they're not guaranteed to solely be playing the edge. Like I feel like in the past people have expected them to do. So do you feel like that's a pretty major opportunity for this Dallas Cowboys team to kind of um, get a little pressure on, on the quarterback and, and maybe shake things up again on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, yeah, absolutely. This was a bad offensive line last season. Andrew Whitworth did not play at the level that he would have expected himself to um, based on his career up to that point. Um, but w whatever it was that compelled Whitworth to come back because he didn't have to, um, he was, he, it could have been the end for him. He could have gone somewhere else. He could have retired, uh, but he felt compelled to return. He didn't necessarily feel like his career was over. He's 39 years old. It's, uh, it's very old. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's, it's very old. Um, looking at some other tackles uh, and linemen who have played that well, you know, Bruce Matthews was a, a player who made the Pro Bowl at age 40. Uh, Ray Brown at age 39. Uh, it's, it's not very common, um, but for players of that caliber, like Tom Brady playing at 43 or 44, uh, you go, uh, well, you know, there's just a higher, the age has gone up, you know, as, as we've learned maybe about uh, health and taking care of the body or rehab or training or whatever it is, the age seems to go up. So I think that Whitworth stands on that precipice, on that edge of either being a complete liability in week four or week five, you know, Sean McVay goes, oh no, and and we're making some slight changes or who knows, and, or he could just get injured. At this point, any injury could be the last one. So uh, that is a point where you're looking at guys like Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin and, and maybe Alden Smith and, and Don Terry Poe and, and you're saying that this is and Tristan Hill, and you're just saying that this is a group that could beat up the 2019 Rams offensive line. And we saw that in week 15. But if it's the 2018 line like they're hoping for, obviously that's something where they think, okay, we're not going to have as much of an issue with uh, these really good pass rushers and defensive linemen. Uh, like you said, uh, like you both said earlier, it's just there's so many mysteries at this point. And that would probably be true even if there was a, a normal training camp as far as how well this line's going to play. But vulnerabilities, I think there are – I almost tend to think that most of the Rams' vulnerabilities are on defense, um, but offensively it's clearly going to be dependent on the line. Well, um, let's actually talk about defense here for a minute for the Rams. Uh, Meg and I have a, uh, a DM on all social platforms um, – and something that came across <laughs> that inbox was the Michael Brockers <laughs> news where apparently he has been scouting the Dallas Cowboys YouTube channels to try and figure out uh, what this new scheme is and what he can expect going into the weekend. What are your thoughts on that tactic? And do you think it will be fruitful in the slightest? Uh, I think, <laughs> I think weirder things have happened. Wasn't it the Dallas Cowboys who had their uh, draft board exposed? And we do that like every year. So yeah. <laughs> I was, maybe, maybe you actually, it might've been uh, John Gruden uh, or someone like that, but it, it, it's, it's, um, 
it's not necessarily the most surprising thing. I appreciate the effort. I love the effort. And I love that uh, anyone just, because I am probably one of the only people on planet Earth that has spent a lot of time looking at NFL teams' YouTube pages. They're not super, a lot of them are not super good. Um, and they've been improving this year uh, because I think there hasn't been a lot of else that the NFL could do to promote their brand and, and just to sort of make sure that every team is kind of giving uh, the fans, respective fans, insight into what's going on. Um, and I think that there's something to be said about like, you never know what could help you in life. You know, you never know what it is. I think that there's a good thing to be said about, um, you know, there's a good book called Range. Uh, and I don't know if y'all have checked that out, but it, it just talks about how, how helpful it is to have a broad amount of knowledge and to bring um, and to not be so specified and to kind of have versatility within that. So who knows what Michael Brockers could watch? You know, he could watch uh, Spirited Away and feel like that's going to, you know, the Studio Ghibli is going to be what helps him do well this weekend. But I think that that's probably um, unlikely. I agree. I was telling my friend, um, Megan and I, we have a friend who works for the team and he's a reporter. And I was like, well, I hope you're censoring your tweets because apparently um, they're trying to game plan off of what you're putting out there on the Twitterverse. So um, the <laughs> other most important question I'm going to ask you, obviously we mentioned him earlier, but Jalen Ramsey, now the highest paid corner in the league, 105 million, five years, not a bad chunk of change. Um, I was watching Hard Knocks the other day and I didn't know this, but this is, this is how you know you've made it. When you go and you're, you're in real estate and you're looking for a house and they actually customize the house for you and stage it with like photos of yourself and like actual art installations, that low key mm. blew my mind. Do we think that is the coolest thing on that entire show? Right? I was like, I was, sh I was shook. I had no idea. I was like, one day I will be famous and cool enough that someone will want to make such an effort for me to buy a house. Do we think, though, that he purchased said piece of property? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> You're like, he can afford anything. I don't know. He, he probably bought that and then like the other part of the hillside as well. Why not? Right. Or yeah. maybe he just bought uh, the framed photos or stuff himself, you know, and just has the, I would just want, I would want if like, let's say I'm looking for, I live in uh, Hollywood and, uh, but let's just to be clear, I've never uh, been able to talk to a real estate agent. <laughs> I <laughs> rent. Just, you know, apartment locators. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time. My girlfriend spends a lot of time on Zillow. She likes looking at house prices and, and this and cool houses and stuff like that. And we oh go drive God. around to places that like Jalen Ramsey probably was looking at because I, I enjoy looking at houses uh, from the outside. They won't let me inside. I've been told many times to leave. Uh, but I think that Jalen Ramsey, you know, he's got so much money that's all i have to say he's got a lot of money <laughs> the crossover that i really need is for him to go on the, that netflix show selling sunset then my like reality tv sports life would be complete true so, yeah i'm gonna i, I suggest don't, that for him i don't disagree with that sentiment in the in the slightest 
Um, all right, Kenneth. So before we let you go, we got to ask game day prediction. You can go full score if you want, but at least give us the winner who you got taking the, taking the W coming out of Sunday. And pick, yeah, choose I, wisely. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I think that there's so much, um, to consider there's there's just so much going into uh what has happened in the last nine months and how that will what that will result in this weekend starting tonight and then you know obviously this weekend and i've more and more in my life as i get older i i, I just i just and you know this is not to say that i hate the question i just hate predictions um and i do not mind giving one, but, uh, there's just, there's just, it's just like, Oh, everybody's going to be wrong. Anyway, there's no way to really come out with a good, uh, a right answer. So like, I'm just trying to, I'm always trying to think more and more of the way to, to give a good answer, you know, but my guess, my guess would be, I do think that Dallas is a, in a, and clearly in a much better position to make the playoffs uh, based on division and, and how they are. And I think just probably based on what we know of these two teams, the, the better team right now. I also think that there's something <laughs> different about like this situation of you're debuting your $5 billion stadium and, and park. And, you know, this whole Hollywood park thing is and, and SoFi stadium in LA to me, it, it's all clearly setting up for them to be like, we want this to be as big as Disneyland and how big Disneyland was for LA and including the Rams in the fifties when it, when it all started, because the Rams and Disneyland, they came to LA around the same time. And it was just like, Oh, look at all this stuff to do. And like, I think they want when they lose teams and they bring back two teams, the idea is here, look at us. LA is going to have football and it's going to work and you're not going to lose the Raiders and Rams and we're, we're going to do this. And whether that's true or not, that's what they want to sell. And I think that this has been a disaster year for them in many respects, including the fact that they had this whole hard knocks thing and, and they really couldn't even, they can't even have fans there. And with all that stuff, going on to me the nfl wants this obviously the rams want it everybody i just think that they want this the rams to win at home on sunday night football in week one and say like football's here and so just because of that and not because of any football reasons i'm going to say that the rams win honestly you can tell that you've been covering the league for a while with that answer alone i <laughs> respect the hell out of it <laughs> Kenneth, thank you so much for joining us it was such oh, a wait. oh i have a really quick, oh yeah stupid question oh, oh no really stupid questions first of all but yes lay it on <laughs> and no quick questions so yeah. <laughs> i uh so y'all debuted a or the los angeles rams debuted a new logo um i have been told that so, someone said that it looks like a cat's claw and now i can't get that out of my head how do you feel about the new logo <laughs> cat's claw or a saber huh? like a saber yeah it kind of looks like a saber tooth a little bit no like oh, yeah the, i could like see the that. claw like the nail the cat's nail of a claw yeah i can see that gotcha too. oh yeah 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 and uh, i can't yeah. unsee it so i need you to help me 
Like, do you like um, it? That's tough. That's tough to help you see a better logo because <laughs> it's not coming. I think that, I, you know, as time transpires, I think legitimately when it came out, I had the same reaction that a lot of people had, which is like, oh, it's the Chargers new logo. And that's not even, that's not even necessarily accurate because I look at it now and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the Rams logo. It's like a Ram. I get it. But at the time it just didn't make any sense as time goes on. It makes more sense. I think their uniforms aren't too bad and their helmets aren't too bad. Um, and I think I've, 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 I've always kind of also similar to predictions. I've been averse to uh, the obsession with jerseys and logos, but I do think that this one was confusing and weird and not good. <laughs> uh, and uh, at the end of the day, it kind of looks more and more like a Ram to me, but now I'm just going to think of this LA Sabretooths. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I'm in for the, I think we should <laughs> go ahead and rename the Meg. Like that just feels appropriate. Yeah. I mean, like if that's my one, like, crappy talk situation of the week you're welcome i love it <laughs> amazing well we're looking forward to watching the dallas cowboys and the la saber space off this weekend <laughs> you're the best for hanging out with us tell the good people where they can find you and find your work uh yeah well thank you again it's been a lot of fun to do this episode with you and uh i definitely uh, also look forward to the games and I don't think that anybody necessarily <laughs> listening to this needs to would care, but the Rams website that I write for is turfshowtimes.com. Uh, if you'd like to keep updated on the Rams and the, uh, I don't, I don't have any DMS because I quit all of social media, but there is a turf show times Twitter. So there you go. Boom. We love well, it. we're going to send the players over there to scout uh, what you got going on. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Kenneth. Big shout out to Kenneth for hanging out with us. Guys, we have an NFL game this Sunday, and it matters. I cannot wait. I don't know about you. Come hang out with us, Meg and I both, on Twitter. You can find me at Kelsey underscore Charles. Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening, liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing our podcasts. You guys, it really does mean so much to us. We're back on Monday. Um, I'm going to go ahead and manifest this right now. Victory Monday. Let's go. Hang out with us. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. We'll see you guys after the game.